Talk Recorded live. Hi, um, my name is Corin Stark on um, Tumblr, and we are doing a Outlander podcast made from other with other Tumblr refugees. So, um, introduce yourselves. Hello, this is Screen Genius. Hi. 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 Well, mental affirma and baby cakes, Brianna. All right. Um, so we have a little outline. I, you know, we should have sent it to you guys too. And sorry, we didn't even think about that. Um, and we're just going to go over a few things. Um, first of all, um, the first kind of thing that we wanted to talk about was like what drew you into the Outlander series for the first time? Like why why did you like what interested in it, you in it and why did you start um watching it? So I'll just throw that out there. What about you? Why don't we start with you? Okay. Well for me I um I was actually studying for the um California bar exam and oh, I had I never <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um and uh I uh I um a friend, a fellow law student, I was tra- I was like that really stressed, we're all stressed. Um he's like, Oh well try these books, they're so fun, you know, it's a it's a way to decompress. So I started reading them while I was studying for the bar exam. In fact there's like a picture somewhere of me like like in a or hotel in Sacramento with like, you know, all these study outlines all over the place and this like copy of Voyager on the nightstand or something. So yeah, I, I, if I only had known, this is, this is screen genius. If I had known that that was uh a secret, studying for the bar, boy. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's it. Like, you know, if you ever, you know, need to, get through that I, I highly recommend Outlander to do it <laughs> but, okay so when I'm taking the MCAT that's what I should do exactly you know find a nice escape <laughs> so um it, yeah so I I read the books uh and then and then um Zio Axelrod I think uh, like a year or two ago mentioned that there was going to be a series you know I now I was it's funny because like you know I had talked about with other people. In fact, I got a lot of people reading the series. I got my sister-in-law reading the series. She had all of her friends read the series. So, um, uh, and you know, we talked about like, oh, they should do a movie and all that. And I, you know, never really thought about it until I got a message from Theo Axelrod, who was another person who was involved in you know the scandal fandom that we you know kind of went away from. But she. Um, you know, she mentioned that they were going to do a series on Outlander, and it was going to be produced by Ron Moore, which is, like, my favorite showrunner of all time because I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan. So I was really excited that, you know, these books were going to be made into a series, and that was going to be headed by Ron Moore because I think he's just a really, you know, pers- a person that cares about the details and cares about, you know, the story. And I was really excited that he was going to do it. So that's how I started um, getting, or what drew me to it. So, so hello. Uh, this is Screen Genius. Um, I was, of course, surfing the Internet. I was on Tumblr one day, 
probably at, when I was at work and, and uh, on a lunch break, let's just say, um, and uh, I saw some gifts that people had posted about the series. I had no idea what the series was, and I think they were gifts of episode one when Claire and Frank had gone to Cafalia and they were poking around. And so, you know, there are certain things about that scene that I, <laughs> I, that caught my eye. <laughs> so, I was like, what is this show about? And, and I kept seeing people post about it little by little and, and give descriptions and post more and more gifts. I don't think I even saw a gif of, Jamie, of the Jamie character yet, but I read someone's description of it. And so by the time I got around to getting the links, maybe I got them from Baby Cakes Brianna. I got them from someone, but... Um, I got around to getting the links. Maybe we were four or five ep- episodes into the series, and I binge-watched all the episodes that were available one day, one night or something like that, and, and I was hooked. And so from then on, I tried to make sure I had the links online for free, of course, um, uh, for every new episode that came out up until the last episode that aired at the at the um, halfway point. Um, <clears throat> and then... Um, I purchased the books maybe within maybe during the same week that the, that episode eight aired. I purchased all the books at the same time because I was determined to read them because I was just so taken by the series by then. And um, I read through all of the books within about two and a half months, and that brings us to maybe January, February, and uh, the rest is history. I loved the books, all of them. I never stopped reading once I picked up the first book all the way through to the eighth book. And I've been really impressed with the series, um, even knowing the differences between the story um, in in book one and what, what appears on screen. Um, I'm still, I'm still impressed with the series. So. Cool. Okay. I'll go next. So <laughs> I was in Florida last summer and I was on Tumblr. I was kind of bored as usual, and I kept seeing Elegant Pauls, who was another person who was in the Scandal fandom, um, <laughs> yeah. posting about this show and the series and how much she loved it, and she had read it years ago, and how she was excited it was going to be a TV series, and I kept seeing um, the little poster and then the gift that's once the show finally aired, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to watch the show eventually, but then I went back to school and got all caught up to that, and I was like, I think I saw the gift set, I think from 104 or something like that, and I was like, I have to watch this show. So I got out of the lab one day. It was a Thursday because I had lab on Thursday. I got out of the lab early, and I'm like, I'm just going to binge watch the show. And um, it was the week before my birthday, so mid-September. And (laughs) I watched it all and up until uh, 106, and then I was like, yes, excited. And all my friends, they were like, oh, so next weekend we're doing something for your birthday, right? And I was like, no, because the wedding episode is on the 20th. My, we can't celebrate my birthday no. after. I'm like, my birthday is the 22nd, so we can celebrate whenever because we're not, we're not celebrating then because I have to be home for the wedding episode. So, <laughs> and during that time, I had also found the book, the links to the books, and I had started reading the books. And I think I read, like, the first book in a week and or something like that because I was on the book too wow. by the time we finished 108 and I was just hooked and I finished all the books 
right around Christmas, the same time that Green Genius did, because we were reading the last book together, actually. And she finished, like, a day before me. And I actually wanted, I would have been done earlier, but I had exams. I'm like, I have to study for exams. Because I would literally, I would wake up, read the book, go to class, read the book. I would be at work, read the book. I would be at work, reading the book. It was bad. But, yeah, I love it. That's how I discovered this show. I blame you all for getting me hooked and addicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, you can blame Scandal in a way for that, too. But that's yeah. a good thing that came Scandal. out of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Mental? Then... Mental? Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, was on mute. I, I put my phone on mute for a second. Oh. So, um, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think I definitely didn't start reading the books until after the first episode, but I think I had seen stuff on Tumblr and maybe like advertisements in my area in terms of the show coming up. And then when I found out that it was a Ronald D. Moore show, I was kind of excited because, you know, I'm a huge fan of Star Galactica as well. And so I kind of looked forward to it. Like I said, I saw a little bit. I mean, there wasn't really that much buzz when it initially, you know, like when it initially aired, but I did see like little pockets of buzz, I guess. And so I said, let me just watch the first episode. Got totally taken by the first episode. And then I decided to read the books. And, well, I mean, it's not super well documented, but I read, I started reading the books, I think about maybe in the last, three or four date like between episode one and two, I read the first book and maybe most of the second book within a couple of days. And so that whole <laughs> process continued. And then I just basically stopped on book five. But at this point, you know, I think that because I stopped and I stopped kind of early into the actual television series run, they've become very separate and apart experiences for me. Uh-huh. So um, I've kind of been able to, you know, like stand back and say, okay, this is the show and like this is the book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've enjoyed both in their own unique way. So that's the cool. Brian, can I ask you a question? This is for sure. Um Were you a fan of uh, Ron Moore's before? Are you one of the best? Battlestar Galactica people also who... Oh, my God. I, I am such a, or a big fan. Uh, oh, uh, like, yeah, I like, I love, yeah, I, I would watch it, you know, when it was live, like, you know, when, so I was, I, you know, I didn't even, like, so there'd be like, you know, months and months and months between the seasons, uh, or even like, they did half seasons at freaking Battlestar Galactica, now I think about I, it, I, I, but I'm kind, of, kind of like what they're doing with Outlander, um, but oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm like, hmm, maybe that's the pattern with Rod, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I was a fan, big fan before. Um, so, and, and he, and it's funny cause like he's done this whole fan thing interaction for a long time. You know, he's, you know, even when, you know, before like with the uh, Star Trek, although I ne- was never really into Star Trek, but so he's like, you know, he's pretty, he understands like the craziness of fans culture, but he doesn't, he's not insulted by it. You know, he's like very much, um, you know, it, it seems like he's very much, um, you know, accepting of, you know, people's enthusiasm and their criticisms and whatever. And, you know, I, I really, I appreciate that about him. And, uh, 
it, yeah, it's so fun. I'm like, and like uh, when I was watching Battlestar, I would, you know, listen to the podcasts every week, like they're doing with Outlander, and just it's just really interesting to get his perspective on how episodes are made and how television is made, and yeah. I've always appreciated that about him. So, yeah, I'm just really excited that he was going to be the one that was adapting this. So. Right. Cool. Um, so the finale. Um, oh. what, oh. <laughs> let's talk about the finale. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm cringing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you guys like, and what, what did you guys think might uh, you were you know missed and didn't you know, didn't happen or whatever? Um, just anything you want to talk about. <clears throat> Who wants to go first? <laughs> How about you, Screen Genius? Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I liked, um, and we sort of talked about this a little, a little bit earlier. I liked that the finale, um, I think, maintained the spirit of the, the horror that Jamie felt in, in what he went through, and I think it also maintained the spirit of the commitment to him that Claire has. And the love that they that they have for each other, um, and how how desperate he was to do anything he could to ensure her safety, even at the cost of himself, which he I don't think he fully realized before uh, how how deep that cost would be or how much that cost would be. And yeah. um, I I really think that the that the episode and the series in general has been able to carry that, like I said, that spirit through and I appreciate that because I'm such a I am such a huge fan of the story in the book. Um and I try to view the episode without thinking of the book as as of the the writer as Diana uh requested sort of or suggested. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. fully able to but that's okay. I, I one of the things I was saying before was that for me being such a fan of really now all of the books. Like, I don't I don't have an issue in general with any of the books. I really don't. I, I really have loved reading them so much. But um, that's kind of special to me. The whole book experience and all the detail we get in the book, um, which I never thought we'd be able to get in the series, which we haven't, but that's okay. All of the detail mm-hmm. in the book and all of the ins and outs and twists and turns are special to me. And, and I, I kind of like having that separate from the way the, the show is produced. The show is yeah. interesting, and it's, you know, it's its own beast. It's based on something that I'm familiar with and that I love, and it's done a good job, like I said, of keeping a spirit of it. So um, that episode, same thing with the finale. What I didn't like, um, I think it, it felt rushed a little bit, and I think that I would have liked it if it had been two episodes. Um, yeah. 17 yeah. and Because I think that 15 worked fine the way that it was. People were saying that 15 maybe should have just been about the horror and the rape and everything, and 16 should have been about the healing. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. I think that if we could have just had a little bit longer, few, you know, few more scenes of everything. Not well, not of everything. Let's let me back. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've ever and, seen that it was just enough, or a little too much for me. But and, um, no, and, yeah. No, I I think it was done. I can't say tastefully. It was just done the way that I think it, it yeah. could have. Oh, it could have been done, um, mm-hmm. uh, but but I think that I would have just liked to to see more, longer. Yeah, longer, I, longer d- definitely. It would. It, I, I think that's 
it's so, I imagine it's really tough, you know, breaking down an episode because I think the emotional, and I, I think I mentioned that in the post today, like the emotional, you know, climax is, is this, you know, trauma that was, that's happened to Jamie and, you know, recovering from it. That's, you know, and, and that breakthrough with him and Claire, that's the emotional climax of the first season and the first book, you know. And so in the book, you have the luxury of sort of, you know, more time to, you know, spend with that um, sort of recovery or, or I, I, but, you know, the way that TV is structured, I think it's kind of more difficult in terms of, you know, you, you've, you've got this, uh, Oh wait, did something happen? Oh no, no, no. I, 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 it sounded like someone got off the call. Um, oh. I, don't, I don't know if anyone did, but um, so I, I just think that it, it's a, you just have a little bit more time um, to to go over these kind of things in in a book setting, and that's what you know. That's what you were saying, Screen Genius, is that you have to keep those kind of um, uh, uh, those things separate. Um, so I, I, you know, I think they did a, a really good job with that. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, those scenes are difficult to watch. They were difficult to read. And I can understand why people, you know, shy away from it. That's why I did that, like, really big uh, or, like, very detailed, you know, recap because I wanted, yeah, I wanted people to – you know, I wanted people to see it, and but you know, I know that there's parts that are just too hard for people to do, and so that's why I wanted to, you know, you know, people. I was hoping that people, you know, could fast forward or whatever if they can't possibly watch it, um, but <clears throat> because I think it, it's a really interesting piece of television, and I it's very emotional, and I, I hope that you know people that have invested so far in the series, you know, watch the whole thing. So, <laughs> uh, Mental will be right back. Okay. Mental has okay. left the building for a second. Um, so, uh, yeah, baby, <laughs> what'd you think okay. about it? I enjoyed it. I, um, I'm like normally okay with gruesome stuff and things like that. Like 15, it really didn't make me cringe and, but not the way I thought it would just because, I guess I was mentally prepared from the books, but 16, it actually almost made me, like, turn my head away. I didn't think it would. It didn't. I didn't peek to my eyes or anything, but it did get under my skin more so than I expected it to, which I think is a really good testament to Sam and Tobias's acting skills. Um, But I do wish we would have had less of the torture rape scenes and more of sort of the healing process or yeah. as you all suggested, more just more of almost everything, um, yeah. because I do think in some ways that was missing, and it did feel kind of rushed because we it went like okay, Jamie went from this process, and then they're off to France. I wish that well, time you know, in there would have been just a little more, a little more of what he's going through. But although you can yeah. see he's not okay, and you can still yeah. see he's trying to figure out who he is and get back to who he is as a person and, I guess, recreate himself in a sense because he can't go back to who he was. But I feel like we, I would have liked more of that in between of being um, at the church before they went to France. 
Yeah, I think I I I I think uh, I can see where you're coming at that point. I I agree in a way because I think um, that like I I said to mental that was like my first reaction. Less rape, more recovery. You know, I and it didn't have to be the sex scenes. I don't really I didn't. I'm like, yeah, that would have been nice, but it, it wasn't appropriate in that episode. But I I just yeah I wanted a little bit more recovery and maybe it's just because I wanted to know that he was going to be okay and I think there's a lot more even though it does end on a more on an upbeat note there is a lot more question for that and it's funny because like I remember reading some of Sam's yeah yeah I remember reading some of Sam's interviews and I'm just and he's like oh that will they ever get back to where they were I'm like yes they will that's what the the way that they ended this the first season it is more of a question mark and yeah. I, I think we're they're going to be exploring that more in the second season too it's something and of course they did that in the books that it's something that you know jamie never you know completely you know gets over i mean he gets healed and he survives and he moves on but you know that's something that he you have to live right. with so yeah, yeah. With it, right exactly i think that definitely clarifies the comment that Sam made that, you know, things are kind of, in some ways, things are kind of left in a gray area. I think that's what you said. And in a lot of book readers are like, what the hell does that mean? Gray area. How could there be a gray area? It was so <laughs> yeah. that everything was fine by the end of the first book. But I think that's where some people um, make the mistake of, 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 of doing a close, con- trying to do a close contrast between the two. And then maybe, in my opinion, misread um, how the first book ends, especially if, they whether they do or they don't move on to the second book, um, you know, not to give away any spoilers, I think it's quite clear that there there's still some lingering effects. I mean, a lot of serious lingering effects for this family. Um, oh gosh, and I'm just thinking of things that we'll talk about maybe later on in the in the cast because we're gonna yeah. do some spoilers, right? About the second what we think yeah, might happen. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but the family is impacted by this event. It's a huge event, and it's not. I've seen some comments today and yesterday, too, um, uh, saying that the show is highlighting the to- the pain and the torment that this male rape sufferer has gone through. Uh-huh. They've completely dismissed the pain and the torment and the emotional trauma that Claire must have felt under the circumstances that, she, that she'd been through, which were, you know, a couple of attempted rapes on her. Uh-huh. And that's always, that's interesting to me because I, I don't, I mean, I don't view them the same necessarily, but but also I don't think that they were that they sugarcoated anything that happened, Claire, that they or that they tried to purposely lessen the impact that the things that had almost happened to her had on her or or most likely had on her. I just don't. It uh, amazes me that people try to, um, I guess, sort of demean one aspect of the story um, because they're not happy with another aspect of the story. In, in yeah. that in that one, that comparison bothers me. Um, just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I think that maybe season two, if if it follows the book closely, which it, it, you know at least the spirit of the book, it probably will. From what I've seen in season one, um, they'll show the impact it's had on everybody, not just on Jamie. Yeah, I think I yeah I think you're right. I, it's a it's a traumatic event and it's going to linger. And I and. Maybe I, I I can understand a little bit. 
and I, I, it's not, I don't, I think that Outlander itself has handled the situation well in terms of, you know, sexual violence against women and sexual violence against men. But I mean, if you look at our culture as, as a whole, you know, I, they, there has, I, or at least maybe I just don't seek it out and I don't see it that much, but like to show, you know, a rape that happened in this way and to show like the, the emotional impact afterwards, you know, it, it's just, for a lot of times and a lot of shows, it's just something to get from A to B. It's a quick emotional jolt, you know, for the audience. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so often it's the woman placed in that situation. So it's like in our sort of rape culture, it's just this numbing thing that we've seen it so often. It becomes, you know, it's, I mean, literally part of the scenery in, in Game of Thrones. I mean, literally there's a scene where there's women getting raped in the background, you know? That's um, great. Yeah. So I think, like, yeah. I think, uh, treating this as uh, an event that has a major impact on everyone's life is really important. And I'm glad that they did that. And, you know, if they, if someone's going to go this route, if someone's going to make rape as a storyline in their shows, in their whatever, then they need to show the complete, um, the range of impact that it has on everyone's life. And I think that, what they're doing with Outlander. So, yeah. Um, is Screen Genius on? Or no, is uh, is Mental on again? Not sure. Mental, are you still I with guess, us? Are you back with us? I don't, no. I, I guess she left. Is no, Mental, are you there? Is Mental there? I guess she's not there yet. Or, okay, who's guest five then? It's, Wait, no. Oh, is that yeah, who's guest five? I don't know. I was is, they're on the call. Who? Wait. Who? Who's guest five? I'm sorry. Is it mental guest five? Um Hello? I thought she was. Who's with us? Oh. Who's with us on the call? Oh, well, Katie? maybe she's on mute or something because, like, I think she had to step away for some, something. Okay, sorry about the confusion. Uh, guest five, when you ever you want to uh, yell and say something, please do. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Mental is guest five, so she must have stepped out for a second. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, all right, so. Mental. Mental, are you here? Okay, mental is not on the call, or she's set the way for a second. Yeah, I'm here. And screen. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, that's mental. Mental, are that's, you on the call? <laughs> yes. That's baby cakes on the call. Okay. All right. So, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're all confused. Yeah. All right. Um, so we'll move on. Um, so, okay. <laughs> I think we posed a question uh, and uh, baby cakes uh, on a post was kind of, you know, expand on that. And we we definitely want to talk about, okay, what if, what if um, Claire went back through the stones, would Jamie have been spared? Um Hi. I think that's a great question. Um, Yeah. I mean, is is, is this love a really good thing? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> did they suffer so much? Is it did did uh, would Jamie have you know have gone through this, or would he have been dead? I I don't know. Uh, so what, what's your thoughts, baby cakes? I guess because the way you put what the question was, you were talking about Claire when she was um, sitting um, with the father and um, talking about her guilt. Isn't that what that spawned from? Yeah. 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 You know, it, uh, uh, just a little prefix. Uh, I'm sorry uh, to get off track a little, but, you know, I just read an interview with uh, Ron Moore saying that that was something that um, – Diana really fought to keep in the finale and which, you know, of all things, it's really interesting that she fought for that. Cause I, I, in a way, like, you know, one of the questions I had was that, you know, why, why does she feel that her actions are so selfish and that, um, that, you know, she's the cause of all of that. And I, I don't, I mean, the way they edited it, I'm not sure that they really, you know, did that, um, you know, explain that as fully as they could in the show mm-hmm. itself. But um, it was interesting that it was something that Diana actually fought to, to keep in, um, too, I thought. So what, what what's your thoughts about that? My thoughts were, I mean, if you look at the last, like the last eight episodes and everything that's happened from – Claire running back to the stone, to Jamie having to save her, to that other encounter with Black Jack where they didn't kill him, to her being, um, her almost being burnt at the stake, um, and even uh, when he was taken, it all kind of ties back to her and her existence there. And I guess she, I could see why she would feel guilty because if she, if she wasn't there, if she didn't have that tie to Jamie. He may have never encountered Blackjack again, and so he would have just kept on continuing living his life as an outlaw, um, kind mm-hmm. of hidden away and under um, under the eye. So, in a sense, I can understand where that guilt is coming from because she she sees this disruption in his life again with her presence there, and she did have the choice to go back, but she decided to stay. And in one way, I guess you could say that is selfish because. Again, she was talking about both her husbands in that scene and how she still knew that Frank was back there and she didn't know what was going on with him, if he was still looking for her, what happened to him. And so I guess when you combine all of that and where her mindset may have been, I can really see how she would feel guilty about everything that has happened. Yeah. You know, and and then my natural reaction is, like, to try to find something, okay, well, of course she should be back there because, you know, this great love that they have and that, uh, you know, Jamie – uh, of course, it's better off. But yeah, you know, there is something to be said. If uh, if she had uh, left through the stones, uh, let's say like the the first time, or well, you know, if she first of all, if she didn't go through the stones at all, maybe he would have been a uh, crippled because I'm mean, like they probably would have uh, broke his arm and not be able to set it right. I mean, that's the first thing she thought, did to see him was. Mm-hmm was, uh, you know, fix his arm. So, um, you know, that's one thing. I mean, who knows what the repercussions of that would have been. I mean, he could have just been a guy with a lane. Get messed up when he was fighting when she was there and he was protecting her. Isn't that how his arm got messed up? No, his arm was, that was the first thing she saw was um, they, they were, I think it, like in the books, like it was like some sort of, 
a raid on cattle or something that they were doing with, you know, it's another can and he got injured. Yeah. He got injured. Right. And then uh, she fixed him. So he already had an injury and it probably would have been a worse injury if she didn't fix him. So that's one saving grace. (laughs) Um, And then in terms of if she went back, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I I don't know what Jamie would have done if, you know, if, if she had left him right then. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that he would have gone back to Lollybrook and probably have gotten caught you know, just the same. That's exactly what know? I was thinking. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. It, it, the timing was important. If she had gone back maybe before they had gotten married, that would be one thing, but that didn't happen. If she had gone back um, when she had the chance to, um, before she was caught by the Redcoats, um, mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have uh, drawn the wrath of Captain Randall to such an extent that he did. Because that was mm-hmm. one of the sort of pivotal moments, I think, in, Cap- in in Randall's character and in his mind was, oh, now these two people who who I've wanted to somehow hurt just for my own uh, devices are linked. So even better if I can hurt them, if I can if I can hurt yeah. one or both of them even even more. So I think that would have made a difference. And then if she had gone back when he had, when he when Jamie had taken her to the stones himself. Um, I think that his his future course was very similar than to what to what ended up happening anyway because um, he still would have he I, I agree Corinne I think that that he more than likely would have still gone back to Lollybrock um, things would have been different obviously than they were with with Claire there but he probably still would have gone out um, with the watch or or done something to get himself noticed. Um, been captured, and he would have still ended up in the hands of Randall. And I, I don't know that he would have survived as long as he did. You know, whether he, whether it was a negative or a positive um, with Randall, because the only reason some of the things happened, well, not the only reason, but one of the the things that influenced the way things happened between he and Randall. Um, was the existence of Claire and the thought of Claire and Randall trying to replace her and Jamie trying to, in in one sense, reach out to her mentally and then in another sense, forget about her. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of that had to do with the level of uh, brutality that Randall ended up showing to him and just so many other little uh, details about that, that, that experience that were just, you know, based on Claire, quite frankly. So, I don't know. Things yeah. might have been a little bit different, but in the end, I think I think um, what happened in, in Wentworth would have been very similar. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I, it's that's an interesting question. Just a yeah. question I be left open. Just a question for the ages. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to, what if? It'll be a what fan if? pick or something. <laughs> oh, but she oh. like those. Oh Lord. <laughs> Don't let Diana hear this chat. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I think that was interesting. Um, So uh, in general, the next kind of topic we had was like, what do you think of the um, show, book versus show uh, overall? And you guys came from it like a little differently because you 
started with the books and you know that's kind of how I did with Game of Thrones like I I started or you started with the series I I started with the series with Game of Thrones too and then just read all the books and so it's funny yeah yeah so um I yeah I think I read like the first book I was like after I started reading it but it didn't really didn't really wasn't really that excited until like the ninth episode of um of that first season where Ned gets his head chopped off. And I'm like, Oh my God. And so like, I had to re- finish reading the book to see what happens. Um, so that's like, you know, that and I'm literally, I finished the first book before the next episode aired. Um, yeah. So that uh, I, I, I understand, but so I am always grateful that, you know, they did the show so I could, you know, I, I loved, you know, getting or reading Game of Thrones and all that, but I'm really, it's, and maybe this will happen with Outlander as things, um, you know, seasons progress and they get more, get further away from the source material. I've been more and more disappointed with Game of Thrones because of that. And I, I know that you're supposed to just put that on a shelf and like, it's not the same, you know, it's not the same thing. And for more or less, I can do that um, because I do, I mean, like I said, the series was the first thing I, I saw, but um, other things are bothering me. And I'm just wondering, you know, and I can see that people that have been so attached to the series for so long, the littlest things will bother them. I mean, like, I, I loved the series when I read it, but I, I was never like, you know, like for all these years, really attached to it. So I, I'm not like uh, some people that have, you know, thought about this and, you know, for a long, long time and were, you know, so they have these expectations that weren't met. I, I, I'm really, I think that the book has, you know, Ron Moore has done, Ron Moore has done some justice to the books as yeah. someone who's read them first. So, um, but um, I wasn't like, you know, completely immersed. Like I think some, some people coming um, to the show no. are, so are yeah, book readers. Um, so, um, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go from here. I mean, there's a couple, a couple things like, oh my God, Ron Mar really loves Frank a little too much, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, I get it, you know, and he's a storyteller. He's going to want to, you know, tell his own thing. That more of a thing because he thinks it's interesting and compelling, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I think for a TV show, I can understand that that might be true, um, and mm-hmm. he may go that he may go that route. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously, you know, uh, being now a lover of the book, although I came in at, with the TV show first and then went to the books, um, it I'm just interested to see how he does it. I'm gonna let it go. I'm I'm not gonna try to as a as a fan have any sort of feel any sort of sense of ownership over the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not my, Exactly, because it, 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 yeah. You know, so whatever he does, I'm sure I'll find interesting. I just, um, the, just going back to the comment that I made earlier, for me, the there's a, a huge difference, um, a pretty significant difference between the show and the book um, so far. And 
I think the reason I don't have a problem with it is because the book is just very special to me. All of the details. There are some things that are in the book that are so silly that you know that that no one would ever have been able to put on modern television. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Loch Ness monster. And um, <laughs> yeah, the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> and, you know, the show is well in its own right, and it and it. Uh, the producers chose really wonderful people to play the roles, and oh think, yeah, they really cast it well. They really so. did. I think that because the book is so special to me, I'm okay with the show being a little bit different. Um, uh-huh. You know, sort of just being inspired by the books. I don't, I don't mind it so much. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I think if it wasn't so, if the show wasn't so well done, and we didn't have such good actors, I feel like I would be more nitpicky about yeah, certain mm-hmm. things, but because they did cast really well, because it is well-written, and they do try to keep some special elements from the book in there, as well as with Ron still telling his own story, I can appreciate that, and I'm not going to be like, well, in the book, it was like this. And <laughs> I really, like, there are some things I miss, of course, but yeah. it's still, it's well-delivered, and that really makes the difference. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yes. Yeah, I think, uh, and I think some things I, I mean, I I appreciated in the series that you know, that went a different way. Like, I think, um, I think, like, like simple things, like you know, Jamie doesn't kill the guard when he's um, getting Claire, uh, rescuing yeah. her from uh, Fort Williams. I mean, that's a that's just a, like a logical plot hole that you know, kind of is you know obvious. But it was just like a simple loop to close it, you know, like, uh, you know, of course, he's not going to want to kill a guard. I mean, why would he be trying to, like, you know, save his name for killing another guard, you know, when he right. first escaped, if he just went around and killed another one, you know, right. to save Claire. So I, I think uh, I think that made sense, that small change, you know. Um, so th- those things... Um, you know, are good. I, I wasn't too fond of the, you know, the whole watch, you know, adding to it. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. that's those are just, uh, just little things, and um, yeah, you know, I can understand the the direction that they took. So, I saw some yeah. debate about about the watch being uh, used in place of um, Jamie just sort of uh, being caught up on his own by the red coat yeah. and. I, you know, I understood them, uh, except I think some people went really far and went and went like they went really deep with the whole Jimmy would never do that. He's not. Oh yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, Jamie. First of all, Jamie is a fighter. He's a thief. We already know that. Yeah. He later on we realize, and I don't know. I don't think it's ever been established in the books that it's because of all the horrors that he endured um, in book one, but he's, he, he'll kill in cold, in so, someone in cold blood if if he has feels like he has reason to. I mean, if he feels like it will advance um, he and his family, he'll kill someone. He'll, he'll oh, yeah. take, someone, take someone out immediately. He's not a saint. He's not like, um, he's not just a good boy all the time. And so it made sense for the series for Ron to, sort of in, inject this um, side of Jamie's character, which is that he's, he's, he's a rebel, and he, he, looks, he likes to look for a little bit of thrill in life. And if it weren't for his commitment, which, is very, which he takes very seriously to his family and to his wife, 
he would be running the countryside with the watch and having fun. And he sees them as now he's as people who maybe aren't so bad as he thought they were because he was very vocal about them being bad people until he kind yeah. of um, on the good side of uh, the what's his name? Query. Whatever. I think his name is Query. The Query. Yeah. Yeah. So they came to yeah. sort of a, an understanding of each other. He had a horrible opinion of the watch, and I think that was very true to form. But then he was he was honest that you know he might consider it if circumstances were different. What man? I mean, that was very realistic to me, and I and I appreciate, yeah. appreciate the realistic elements that Ryan has injected into the into the story. Not that Diana's book isn't realistic, but it's it's not always. There are some things yeah. that are just oh extra, but that makes good reading. I mean, you have to be you have to maintain that sort of. Uh, Story for someone to keep reading books that are a, a thousand, two thousand pages long. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. has to be that way. For a television program, an hour a week, you don't have the time to do that. You have to make things more clear and pronounced, and and and, and you know, sort of less intuitive. You don't have time for it. Uh, for I think the viewing public, and so I think that's what one of the things Ryan's been able to do very well. There are always going to be things that I that I wish could have been shown and may have even been filmed but just didn't have the time to remain in the final cut that aren't going to be or aren't in the in the show. But overall, um I I think I think he's done a really good job with the show. Yeah, I think so too. I think and I think you're right. I think I think it is an interesting side. And I like the little, you know, textures they bring. Like the idea that Colum might have wanted um, Jamie yeah. to yeah. Uh, be his heir. I think that really puts a really interesting shade not on just his Colum's relationship with Jamie, but his relationship with his brother and you know his supposed heir Hamish. I, I thought that was a really interesting touch that they did. Yeah. So yeah, Google I, I, and, um, and uh, Gellis were more than just you know, opportunistic lovers. In the book, Gellis didn't give a damn about Dougal. She really wanted Colin, but he's crippled, and, you know, she knew that his life wasn't going to um, last as long as she would have liked, so she took the next best thing she could get, and he was willing. She betted Dougal, and they ended up having a baby together. But, yeah. but that's not that's not the way she really felt. In the, in the story, Ron, because I, I get the impression because there wasn't enough time and it maybe just didn't make sense like some other things for the story as told on on, on television, he made it more of a personal relationship between Dougal and Gillis. He made it, yeah, it was, yeah, I really like Gillis, like in the TV show. And, I mean, yeah. I, in the books, like, you know, you were quite sure of her motivations or whatever. But like, and in fact, I, I think I listened to the uh, podcast with to, uh, uh, Tony Graffia, who wrote the episode uh, of you know the, the trial, and and the way she talked, you know, I really liked what she did with the Gillis character in that episode, and it makes me wonder how they're gonna, you know, what directions they're gonna go, you know, in the future. Um, I'm, well, we won't spoil it now, but but I just I really I loved no. I loved that she she went and she like made this sacrifice for Claire and, and it, it was really moving. And I'm, I am really curious where they're going to go from here. So, um, yeah. Very interesting. That's, that being a, a good segue, I think, do you want to give sort of the, um, yeah. the warning 
the 10 second warning. Okay. Okay. Um, so we are going to be talking about future book spoilers. So if you have not read the books and don't want to, just want to stick with the series, um, you can leave the discussion now. So we'll make a five second countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. We're going to talk about book spoilers. Yeah. There's one thing that did, that happened in this in the finale episode that I don't know what it means for next season exactly because they haven't been given you know the producers haven't really been giving any spoilers but um Blackjack. So we see that he is the one who's trampled by the cows in the hallway. Yeah. He's covered in blood and there's blood pulling around him. <laughs> Does he live in season 2 or not? Yeah. He's well, still there. Oh, I think he lives. He definitely lives. But, but I guess you know, it looked like if you know, I, you know, looking at that scene, it looked like he was sort of pushed to the side. So, yeah, okay. I don't think he was directly underneath the weight of all those, you know, cows. So, uh, but the so blood. Was, uh, yeah, there was blood, and it'll be interesting to see how well he is in the, in the. But yeah, I mean, he's just too critical to the series and I all this so. pivotal. I don't know. Well, if you think about oh, book yeah. too. And, and also, I, 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 and also, I read, I read interviews. He's like, oh well, yeah. So you haven't seen the last of Tobias Mendes, so obvious. Well, I mean, I guess it could all be fake, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? As but as Black Jack or as Frank, we know he'll be there. But will will he be Black Jack in in you know in time in current times, or will he be Black Jack just in in flashbacks or? Yeah, oh, wow. I think I think well, everyone thought he was dead, and I think you know it's just a way to sort of put the audience. Well, is he dead or not? And when he comes back, it'll be a shock, you know, for the characters and probably some of the audience. But I, I mean, his story is just too, you know, integral. I mean, the whole idea of of um, you know this line of of descendants that Frank's from and and the conflict that brings into the relationship with Claire and Jamie because Jamie just really wants to kill him which is like completely understandable yeah, and she wants to save Frank um which I don't know that's be yeah. situation yeah i mean that i mean the idea is just i that's mean yeah, there's so much drama to be um, oh God, mined for that. So, so yeah. angry, so much in Dragonfly and Amber. Yeah, I mean, well, so so yeah, so you have that and the duel and everything, and I, you know, I, I think there's just too much drama there to True. leave them out. Okay. I mean, and the thing, and the thing I'm curious about is whether they're going to show like the actual battle of Culloden and whether that would be in the second season or the third, because we saw this sort of aftermath in Voyager. God, Voyager is going to be huge. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they split it into two seasons because there's just so much in it. But, um, no. you know, in terms of the battles, in terms of like, you know, resolution with, you know, Black Jack, is it going right. to be the second season or is it going to be the third? And, you know, will we get a resolution? Because it really didn't feel like one in the books, you know, with uh, with how 
Blackjack, you know, dies, he just sort of appears as a dead body. I'm like, are we going to get that kill or is there something else in store that she just hasn't written yet? You know? So, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Baby cake? I don't know. It's just, (laughs) doesn't, (laughs) I guess, I understand the importance of him. In some ways, I was okay with the way he died in the books just because I was glad that he was gone and also just the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? How important he was in Claire and Jamie's relationship without him being important and the fact that it always had her, like, harking back to, well, what about Frank? What about Frank? So when he died, I was like, okay. We're over with this. We're done. We can move on. But in some ways, I did want him to die a more gruesome death and burn the pits of hell and suffer the way that he made Jamie suffer. So in in some ways, I'm like, okay, I'm glad he died that way because we can move on. And in others, I'm like, he died too easily. So I would like to see (laughs) if they – well, he did. The things I would do to this fictional character. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Never, never, never hated a fictional character as much. I would do to him, like skinning him alive. Yes, he needs he needs to get in the hands of Ramsey Bolton. That's how much I hate him. What? Ramsey? <laughs> right? Look, I said I would go all Godfather, Italian American mafia, oh, yeah. sleep suspicious, take you down to Florida, and have no trace of you. We'll just torture you and dump your body in the Everglades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely. That, that's why, I mean, the duel will be really interesting because, I mean, there is that sort of visceral revenge that Jamie gets, but then it comes at such a high price, you know. So um, I that's going to be really, really interesting yeah, to see. It's a high price, so. and it still wasn't over. It was like, are you kidding me? Really? He's not <laughs> dead yet? <laughs> why? <laughs> Yeah, one is another thing. Like, uh, that's gonna be. Oh, I'm interested to see. Sort of interested to see other people's reactions to that. You know, they. Uh, a lot of people have this this concept in mind that the book and now the show have um, have aimed to make homosexual men out to be um, horrible people. And I'm like, yeah, that's not. That's not it. Yeah. That is how you're no. completing it. If you think that. Anybody being a homosexual, including Jamie, uh, makes this situation in any way better, then you are a sick puppy because nobody yeah. would want to be treated the way that Jamie was treated, regardless of their proclivities. Nobody, yeah. uh, regardless of their pro- proclivities, would, would no normal person would conduct themselves the way that Black Jack is conducting himself. So it doesn't have anything to do with that. And it's going to be really interesting to see when – if they have uh, Blackjack do what um, he did in the book that brought on the duel um, with Jamie in Paris, it'll be interesting to see people's reaction to that because I think that, you know. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, because mm-hmm. that is a really, you know, it's volatile. I mean, and of course that's why, you know, uh, Jamie reacted that way. And it's a, it is like, you know, our modern sensibilities, you know, this is something that, you know, LGBT people have been accused of for so long. And this is not, I mean, he is, he's a sick person. And there are sick people in this world that do horrible things to both men and women, you know, and 
this person is a reflection of that, but it doesn't reflect on his sexuality. It's early. It's not an issue. Like that's that's the least of, of anyone's concerns, whether he's queer or yeah. not. He's crazy. He is sick. He's crazy. Exactly. He's, he's like he's a sadistic sick. bastard. As queer said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, like, you, I mean, you look at our society where you've got the Dugers who are, oh, who are like preaching against, you know, homosexuality that they're going to like, you know, go molest your children, and here they are covering up their own children. It's just, I mean, ugh. I mean, so I, I I can understand that some people get nervous that this, you know, that maybe, oh, are they sending your message and blah, blah, blah. It's not. I mean, uh, you've got this great character that's going to be introduced. I probably won't go into sexuality until the third season, but, you know, oh, it's not it. about that. So. Right. <laughs> John Gray. So. I love you. Yeah. I love him so much. Oh, he's my like God. Jamie's Bay, and he's mini Bay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. he's my um, he's my top three. Some and I, I think I posted this the other day. Sometimes my my he's he's my he's my number three favorite character in in the whole series. Uh, sometimes he's my number two favorite character. He interchanges <laughs> with, they all sort of interchange with each other. But I love him so 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 much, and uh, that's what I'm looking forward the beginning of that story. Uh, hopefully in season, I think uh, it is my understanding that they are going to introduce his character in season two, but I don't know what age he'll be. Um, yeah. Well, and that, you know what, I, I've thought about it, and they probably will just cast the role. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's like 16 in the books. They might as well just cast him, you know. Yeah, cause... but I was wondering if, and I think I, uh, you may have responded to this, Prince Dark. I posted something. Yeah, my thoughts on what they might be able to do with casting him if they introduce him in season two is yeah. start start with you know going to a, a a future a past future flashback with John Gray and um, Jamie in Ardsmere. Um, developing their friendship, and then go back to when they first met, and then start talking about color. And you know, I don't know. They could do all sorts of things. Yeah, like they that could. Part. I'm like, they could wait, uh, hold off on the introduction, you know, until the third season if they wanted to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do, but um, and it'll be interesting to see how they start the third season. Like, I exactly. I mean, uh, because that is such a. I mean, the book. You're just like, what the. F- yeah so i think i think book two it, just the way it starts is just going to be yeah. really interesting to see how they do it i, I don't know the way like, it starts I think the way I, it ends yeah i'm still yeah. going to end with yeah. that cliffhanger that we got at the end of book two i don't two. think i'm ready because yeah. literally like i read book two it was like eight o'clock, no, nine o'clock in the morning because I remember I was getting ready for chemistry and I was like, I need to finish this. <laughs> and I got to the last page and I like yelled and cried. And my mom was like, What the hell is wrong? Who died? My gosh. Like, no one's dead, <laughs> but it's not okay. <laughs> it's not oh okay. Twenty years. No. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. It's it's going to be a shock. It's funny because like I think I read some interview with him saying that you know, maybe there would be a way to make it less shocking. But he's like, he likes the idea that it was so shocking, you know, reading it. 
but, you know, maybe there's a way that they can twist it a little bit more. So I'm wondering what they're going to do, you know, like, are they going to just plop it down in the middle of the 60s and, like, you're like, what the hell? Or are they going to, I don't know how they're going to handle it. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I'm really curious um, because I I think, uh, yeah, it is a huge shock. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. We're going to see Frank. <laughs> but, all his glory and all his, you know, demented glory. No, I'm just kidding. He was, he was, you know, he was damaged. He was quite damaged, yeah. and understandably so. It was, uh, that, was a, that was a crazy story. That, that darn Dragonfly Amber, you know, I've read it now twice, and I'm still traumatized by it to this day. So uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is trauma crazy. Guys. I mean, there's a lot of trauma. I and mean, there's a lot of good good parts, too. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, even though, you know, they lose the first baby, it's so nice for them to bond oh over that. And, That's just like the you know. people, like, who are in the tags, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Brie is coming. And I'm just like, you poor souls. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That's I'm not Wait, who's just sick? That, that coins that phrase on Tumblr. You poor sweet summer child. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. Like someone like came into my inbox and was like, "Oh well, see, I'm gonna skip the final, and I just want to go to Paris and all the happy and fluffiness of Paris." And like, I I, I didn't even like what? post it. I was like, I'm not even going to address this. <laughs> you know, just like Paris <laughs> is darker than than Scotland. Like every the things that happen in Paris are crazy compared in comparison to the things that happen in Scotland. Like, we thought it was bad when they were there. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy in Paris. Paris is, like, out of out of control. So yeah. that, people are in for a surprise if they really – they're in for a huge shock if they think that Paris is going to be all wonderful and light and dances and happy. You know, even at the even at the the events, even at the fun events where Claire's wearing her red dress and blah blah blah, there are crazy things going on behind the scenes that that like endanger everyone's lives and you know. Yeah. This isn't for the isn't for the faint of heart at all. Yeah. Yeah. Who's guest six? Someone I, on oh, no. the. Guest six, that guest six is me mental again. I think what happened oh, was when mental. I. Oh, you're back. When I closed my computer for a while, it logged me off as guest five, but you can still okay. get five because I dialed in under guest. Like, oh. Dialed in oh. And so, like, this the whole time I had to, I had to go tend to something, so I had to, like, run upstairs, but I still had you guys on mute, so. Oh, okay. oh, that's good because they were like, "Where did what happened to her?" But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens um, with uh, with Paris. And yeah. I, I mean, like, I I hope that there's, I mean, there's a lot of great parts too, a lot of a lot of tender parts, a lot of, and I'm really looking forward to the whole kitten caboodle. I'm like, of course, they're not going to be able to get the whole caboodle in there, but I think there'll be a, it'll be a nice balance. So, um, yeah, um, right. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being here. I did oh, have a quick question. More of this. Yeah. I just had a quick question. I was just wondering, I don't know if you guys um, covered this, but, I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be, like, a little bit lighter and fluffier, but I think that, you know, just kind of going back to the wrap-up of this first season, whether or not you really feel, even 
having this sort of an outline, and I guess I'll use us having read the books as sort of an outline for where things are going to be going, do you still feel like there's the same, I guess, level? And I want to use the word depravity, but that's just that's I don't like that word in the context of this, but yeah. the level of darkness that kind of came out in the first book and subsequently the first season. Like me like and that's why I made the joke about maybe I need to go back and reread the book because like my impression of it is as bad as a lot of the stuff definitely happens and it still does continue to explore the darkness of their journey together, how much do you do you feel that it kind of reaches the depths of what we've experienced in the first I guess I'll talk about the show. I no, I think you're. I think you're right in terms of. I. I mean, just the. Uh, you know, it's not. I mean, there was a lot of bad things that happened, a lot of darkness, a lot of you know, tears and suffering. But in terms of like sort of like emotionally damaging things that happened after that rape, I, I think it, it's a little bit less. You know, hopefully, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to be approached and handled, but I think I think it's just a reprieve, at least from the sexual violence. I mean, there are there's definitely sexual violence that happens yeah. in the second book, but since it's not, I mean, yeah, it's not our direct main characters, so we don't feel. I'm like, I, and maybe that's horrible to say, but since it's not, you know, our main characters, it it's not as emotionally devastating, I don't think. I mean, I, that's harsh to say, but it's the truth. So. Yeah, and this is, um, I think that, um, you know, I was saying that it's actually, to me in some ways, the time, their time in Paris is even darker than their time in Scotland. But I, I think situationally that's true. However, the thing in the in the book, although the book, book number two was traumatizing for me, still is um the thing yeah. in the book that helped me i guess give through it was just knowing now having a very clear understanding of just how committed jamie and claire are to each other and, yeah. and having a very um clear understanding of just how in love they are like you know that they're they're still learning about each other they're still um trying to find solid ground in book one with each other and by the time book one ends, they found it, and that never changes ever, forever. No. For, like, the rest no. of every, everything, it it always remains the same. And so I think that helped book two, but still, book two was, was tough for me. It was tough I, for yeah. me. I think what helped with book two, what I always kept saying to myself <laughs> was, no matter what happened, I would always be like, this woman gave up electricity and running water for him. She's going to stay. Things are going to work out. <laughs>
male masochist. Uh, no. Now I'm like, oh, God. That's a sadist? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ugh, yeah. So that's my wish. Is, um, uh, I, and I want to see um, him suffer. I want to see Black Jack Randall suffer. I really need to see that. <laughs> so, um, I need that I, on my screen. I need that visual. I want to see that first encounter with the hallway, if they if they keep it. I want to see how that is, is acted out. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, it's going to be crazy. Uh, it made me it, shake. It made me shivers. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm, the idea that he has to interact with this man, oh, my, like, and some of the, it's just, it, I want to punch something <laughs> so much, so many times. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> So, anyway, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but um, I think maybe we should wrap it up. Um, is there yeah. one thing that you're really looking forward to in the next season? Um, maybe I'll leave that as a, a wrap-up. So, start with you, Screen Genius. Oh, um, next season, I'm really looking forward to meeting some of the the pivotal characters who um, uh, remain throughout the series, the rest of the series, the rest of the book series anyway, and hopefully we'll get more um, more seasons. But I'm really looking forward to hopefully meeting Lord Don. I'm really looking forward to um, meeting Fergus. Um, oh, yes. Fergus, aw. So, yeah, those are the things I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, me too. Um what about you, Baby Cakes? I'm really looking forward to seeing Claire integrate into French society and how she interacts with everyone there. That's something I'm really looking forward to. And I really hope that they keep the scene where Claire gets waxed because that was hilarious. So, <laughs> and yeah. Jane's reaction to that. But that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to and how she navigates that. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Mental? I feel awful. Like, I don't really have any particular list of expectations. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, you know, like, because, I mean, like I've said before, just like kind of on in the online forums, is that I, I really just kind of enjoyed the adaptation that has taken place thus far. And it'll be interesting. I mean, I think that one of the things, I mean, I don't, I don't, um, not everyone has subscribed to the series, but I think I will probably go back and kind of skim through the second book because um, one of the things, I mean, somebody, I was having a conversation with someone about, like, whether, like, what are we looking for in adaptations of our favorite source material? And really with this show, what's been the striking thing is just to make sure, like, there are moments and stuff that I don't, I guess I had a mental list of things that I wanted to see ticked off that were um, that were shown on screen. So, again, I probably would have to go back and read the books and kind of recreate that list for myself. And then as mm-hmm. the moves on, just kind of keeping track of, oh, that was pretty good. But, you know, not necessarily with the, oh, my gosh, this is awful. It didn't necessarily happen the way that I wanted to, if at all. But I think <laughs> probably that's going to be the way that I decide to um, – I decide to approach the season kind of sort of open-minded, but not really in the sense where I sort of have in the back of my mind, like a couple of the beats that I would like to see and see if those beats are, 
there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. And uh, as for me, I, I'm looking forward to all of it. I'm looking forward to the new characters. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of looking forward to the Craig Nadine scene. I mean, even though it's so tragic, it's so emotionally no. amazing. So. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to the new season, and I hope it's I hope it's not too far away. I mean, but I I, I probably it probably will be, and we just gotta accept that. I just don't want this other huge hiatus like they did. Just give us all at once, please. So um, anyway, um, that's what I'm looking forward to, and. Uh, it's been really fun. We'll have to do this again. Um, well, another topic or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, so I'll I'll post this um, a little bit later. But um, yeah, okay. so thanks for all everyone joining us and um, yeah. yay. We'll talk later. All right. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>